folks, and welcome to The Bend Show, where you shut down the tractor, pull over the big rig, get out of the office, and share those other parts of your life with us in the outdoors, where you never know what's coming around The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, aka Beck. As always, love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of us anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop an email to bendradioshow at gmail.com. My producer, sound engineer, co-host... Jeff Tigger Earhart is with me, and this is kind of a recap of what we've been having going on. I know August, a lot of people are getting ready for school and whatnot, but for us, harvest in a lot of places. Oh, season, yes, yeah. harvest. The temps are football practice heated up. <laughs> That's right. Friday night lights are about to mm, pop on, mm, I think, across mm, the country. Mm, I think yep. a lot of people just had their first football game the other 40, night. 40 football. For us, we've been busy with rodeo action. And Tigger, I got to give you some cahoots. Is that the right word? Kudos. Kudos. (laughs) (laughs) Giving me the cahoots is probably not the best thing. You meant kudos. I know what you meant, dear. (laughs) Well, anyway, we'll put it this way. Yeah, he knows how to auctioneer. I will say that. You did a fantastic job. He auctioned off a Calcutta for the rodeo that he was announcing. Mm -hmm. And those of you that don't know what a Calcutta is, Google it, look it up. But it's gambling and a rodeo. It's legal. (laughs) It's legal. Kind of like putting together your own little fantasy rodeo team for that performance mm-hmm. and you can win mm-hmm. part of their person. But I got to say this was fun watching because these ranch rodeo teams they're made up this this group was made up of four individuals on a team and these teams were selling for over a thousand a team. So there were some dollars Oh yeah, that's right. To- there was one team uh 1200 uh-huh, $1,100. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that money gets thrown in a pot and divvied up on, you know, you sure hope your team wins. We'll put it that That's way. That's right. And if your team does, you're going to be going home <laughs> with some serious cash. Or you're we've buying everybody that. a beer and a whiskey We've done afterwards. that. We've bought people in Calcutta, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we've made serious money. I have to tell Legal. a little story about this. Okay, so yes, he's not kidding because I tend to get a little excited during the Calcutta. He's concentrating on auctioneering. You tend and- to get a little excited at any auction. <laughs> Let's just, as soon as it is an auction, you, you, you lose your ever-loving mind. You will pay $87 for a used garden hose. I've seen you. Well, if we'll put it, I'm wheeling back. If it's a Calcutta and I know the players that are there to play, meaning the Bull Riders, the Cowboys, the Ranch Rodeo teams, Tigger is worried. That's when he's usually trying to get the uh, ranch checkbook out of my hands. But you've been good. I have. You've been successful. I've made money. And we made money. <laughs> Changing gears here. Last week, uh, I had a little bit of a cooking tip for y'all, and it was regarding substituting um, duck eggs with chicken. Or sorry, instead of chicken eggs, you could use duck eggs. Well, I heard from a listener, Renee out of Colorado. She got a hold of us, and she said to, uh, yes, of course, you can substitute the duck eggs instead of chicken eggs, but she said she also substitutes turkey eggs and had a fun fact. Now, I did not check into her fun fact, but according to Renee, those people that have chicken egg allergies, apparently you can eat duck eggs without the reaction. But check with your doctor before on that one. Garage sales. 
I know. Tigger's ears immediately perked up. I love garage sales. <laughs> I love garage sales. I love auctions. But the problem is I never get a a, a, a bargain. You're the bargainer. I'm you the, find them. I'm good. And I'm a negotiator. But I just want to throw this out there. As you're all heading to these garage sales now that we're heading into fall, and a lot of them are happening with kids going back to school. Back in the oh, college yeah, days, yeah. You, might find, you might find stuff on the corner right, for right, free right. giveaway. <laughs> right, right. Well, Vanity. don't forget to always keep your eyes peeled for that item that just might be worth something. A I, treasure. I'm going to give a throwback to a find that was found about 20 years ago. It was found in 2000, the year 2000, by a man in California, when for only $45, he found what they believed to be Ansel Adams negatives. Now, Ansel Adams was believed to, if, and those that don't know who Ansel Adams was, he is I'm considered the father of American photography. He's known for most famously the Yosemite yeah, National he Park. He did outdoor photography, right? Yes. Wilderness photography. I'm yes, with you now. yes. Beautiful you. landscape photography, Ansel Adams. Well, supposedly this gentleman um, out of California back in the year 2000 for $45, he ended up picking up a box of glass plates that were of Ansel Adams. And he didn't even know he had them. Held on to them for a couple of years. Then one day was Googling them, researching on them, going, wait a second, I have something here and it, over the years it's been said that this prize collection was worth we're talking over a hundred million dollars oh come on he paid 45 dollars and this is worth a hundred million right but however i will say not all finds are gold forever because <laughs> over the last 20 years the poor gentleman has had a lot of lawsuits including those from the trustees and family of Ansel Adams saying he oh. could not sell them without because of copyrights and different things that people can associate the with the rabbit hole gets deeper it on this yeah so sadly it has brought this man a lot of heartache having found such a find but you never know what you just might find Louisiana. Three people recently stole a python from a Louisiana pet store. Why? One person distracted the clerk while the other two opened the snake's cage, grabbed it, and placed it in a purse before leaving. I hope y'all got bit. The store caught the theft on surveillance video. The snake was worth $500 as well as could have killed the thieves. Gee, there you go. Now over to Georgia. I feel like there's something in common here. Kids found a six-foot snake under their bedside table. A pair of children recently in Georgia found Could a six-foot snake <laughs> under a bedside table. The police and animal control were called to remove the eastern rat snake. If that happened to you, you would do something involuntary oh, and messy. You right? would lose. You would Oh, my gosh. Well, in the meantime, until they could come to get rid of the snake, the kids named it Big Mama. No one was bitten by the snake, thankfully. Tigger, did you grow up playing with snakes? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm I'm just a little bit better than you are about snakes. Well, actually, I'm a lot better because you are the worst I've ever seen. If it's the garden hose curled up, you will you will walk by it and you'll scream thinking it's a snake.
Now, there's one thing I don't have a problem with, and that's skunks. I'm not afraid of those. In Washington, police credit a skunk with busting a church burglar. The burglar broke into the church at 3 a.m. When the cops arrived on the scene, they found the burglar and told him to get on the ground. As the man did, a skunk ran around the corner and sprayed the burglar, then fled. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, man, that's worse than pepper spray. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, one last story. We head to Idaho. This one's a good one for you record keepers. Officials in Idaho say a Utah man caught a massive 10 foot long white sturgeon at the CJ Strike Reservoir. Oh my god. The Idaho Fish and Game shared a picture of this monster. You gotta Google it. Congratulating Greg Polson of Eagle Mountain, Utah for setting a new state Idaho record for white sturgeon. Get this, Tigger. It was 10 feet four inches long that is as long Monster. as our kayaks just yeah, as you're long right. as our kayaks it is because i think our kayaks are actually 10 feet four inches right i think actually you're spot kayak. on absolutely well just so everyone knows according to the idaho fishing game agency fishing for idaho's white sturgeon is allowed strictly on a catch and release basis that's a wrap for now. When we come back, we're going to be chatting about getting our gear lined up and we'll hear more insight on how to prepare for this upcoming hunting season. Plus, we have feel-good stories you only hear here on The Bend. Stay where you are. We'll be right back. It's all about you. This is Michelle with About You Photography. Super excited to be the official photographer of Tigger and Beck. Other than the ranch, photography and design is what I do for a living. From rodeo and western sports to the elegant to the tasteful, artistic, beautiful, and private, we can take care of whatever you're needing. If I can make Tigger look good, imagine what I can do for you. Get a hold of me for all of your photography needs from custom shoots to stock photos. Marlo Anderson here, and believe it or not, I am the National Day Calendar Creator. We are the calendar that brings you National Donut Day to Coffee Day and everything in between. Subscribe to National Day Calendar and never miss a reason to celebrate every day. The calendar has been marked, your aim is on point, and all that's missing is the clothes that take you to the next level. The TeleOutdoors.com specializes in clothes that fit, wicks, and move silently while providing comfort and durability. The TeleOutdoors.com. Joining us today is, again, Travis Teal from Buckstorm. Travis, I know you've been already, you've already got your trail cams out. You've been on the lookout, patterning the wildlife and stuff. But now what I'm kind of wondering is, is uh, how's it going with you going through your gear? I'm assuming you're somebody that probably goes through their gear ahead of time versus, I'll be honest, folks, I let me just be real here quick. I tend to uh, pull out all of my gear probably the week of, so don't follow what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, uh, if you wait too long, you'll realize you're missing something important and then you won't be able to find it. It never fails. But uh, with our guiding deal, it's a little more important for us to make sure we're prepared ahead of time. I used to put it off because I kind of knew where everything was and there wasn't a lot to organize. But now it seems like, I mean, between even just like all of our trail cameras and stuff uh, that we run now, I think we have 30 up right now. It's hard to keep track of everything. 
So it's nice getting an inventory and going through your camouflage, making sure you have everything from the year before, making sure you what your knife sharp or you have plenty of blades to get you through the season. A uh, good knife sharpener, depending on what you're using, uh, backpack, so on and so forth. Everything's going to work for what you're doing. Some people wait and they they might maybe didn't go elk hunting last year. And then next thing you know, they're like, crap, my pack's not big enough for this week-long elk hunt we're going on. And then they're scrambling. So it's always a good idea to get ahead of the curve and, you know, make sure you go through your gear and based on what you're hunting and make sure you're, you're ready because, a lot of people are hunting different species every year. They might draw a bighorn sheep tag one year. They might draw an elk tag or a moose tag, and they're all going to require a little different gear. So best not to procrastinate, that's for sure. Okay, you just hit on one topic that I do take into consideration with my hunting, and that is the packs, especially with elk hunting and stuff, depending on if I'm going to be hiking into the backcountry pretty good or if I'm going to be, say, on horseback, I've learned over the years that different packs fit different ways. And definitely when you're putting those kind of miles and with the switchbacks, you probably want to be used to what you're carrying on your back. Exactly. Yeah, you don't just want to give it a good test run on the first seven-day elk hunt that you've ever been on, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> at least train with it, you know. I mean, that's a really good that's what I've always done in the past. If I get a new pack, I'll load it up with weight and, you know, I'll even just wear it like when I'm out doing trail camera stuff just to get used to it um, with a fairly good load on it. Plus it's good exercise. It can help you get in shape because let's be honest, most of us put off getting in shape too. So, <laughs> Yeah, I got to say I'm guilty there too, but I have learned. I have become much wiser when it comes to the fitness so can I chime in and, and add something? Of course, of to, course. To that, I mean, with the gear, and now is the time to go through all that, but look at what I'm going through now is we've got our gear on, and I had my shoes from last year. These were my hiking slash kind of hunting shoes, and didn't really mess with them too much, and now started wearing them, getting geared up. See what I did that? <laughs> and now blisters all over the place, and now here we sit. We got to go to try to find me some new hunting shoes, and now it's, ah. Uh, Hunting season is right here. I am here. so glad you brought this up because you're right. You know, boots are so important for when you're heading out to the trails, which we all know. But you're right. Just like Travis the other week, if you play back one of his shows, he uh, men mentioned how he should have gotten some health things taken care of. He had a hamstring or something mm -hmm. that was pulled. He should have right. gotten stretched, right. and now he's in physical therapy. You should have been wearing these hunting boots for the last four weeks. And how did they magically that. change? That's what I can't understand. But, I mean, they did. For some reason, these are hurting me for whatever reason. And, and they didn't so, bother you last year. they didn't bother me before. We've tried changing socks and everything. So now we're at the point where, all right, we're just going to have to get a new pair of boots. And now it's that, well, now I'm going to have to wear them a lot to get them broken in so that they are comfortable to cover the terrain that we're fixing to be in. Hopefully the terrain we're going to be in. Well, it is the terrain we'll be in, but what also goes through our mind, and I want everyone to get on the ball with this, is because department stores might not have the boots that you need in stock. Amazon might ship a little bit longer That's than usual. That's true, because it's getting harder to find. Mm -hmm. I don't, 
down to and, batteries, it's getting harder to get your supplies. I don't care in what industry you're in. That's a good point. And then this is the other thought that has been bothering me, and I haven't even voiced this one to you, Tigger, is that, and that is how these previous boots, for some reason, started giving you some blisters. So now we're having to deal with making sure these open sores are healed fully before we head out into the field into the stand where you know sometimes the morning the the dew is still there in the grass mm-hmm. and your boots get wet and then you sit there and you worry because now your feet are either sweating or they're wet from the the uh dew on the ground and then mixed with all of the other elements it can cause for a little infection we don't need that when we are out on the trail and everybody's sense of adventure is a little different let's just be honest dear between you and I you are more for throw me every element and I want to experience this and I want to experience that. I'm not so much. I'm more for, look, I I want to be focused on the hunt. I want to be focused on the hike. I want to be focused on this. I don't want to be thinking about the elements or thinking about blisters on my feet or (gasps) thinking about something like that. That's just kind of the differences between you and I. You know what? I think we're going to have to table this because you just gave me an idea for a great topic. Maybe we'll follow up with next week or the week after. And that is, so stay tuned, people. I want to hear your insight on this. And that is selecting your hunting or traveling partner when you're heading out to the backcountry. Because as Tigger just said, him and I are a little different. I have been known to sleep just under a tarp that's tied to trees where Tigger likes a little bit more of a plan. We'll put it this way. Yeah. I lo- so. I'm the gear guy. We'll just say that. <laughs> so with that, we're going to head to our final break, and we will be back around the bend with our last bit. Buckstorm Hunts offering Black Hills guided rifle and archery hunts on over 1 million acres for deer and turkey, and for South Dakota residents, elk and bighorn sheep too. Hunts are limited. Book a hunt today. Head to buckstormhunts.com. Add a little heat to those burgers and brats. Add some Mickey's mustard or some Mickey's hot mustard to your summer cooking. Ain't nothing like it. Mickey's mustard. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-S-M-U-S-T-A-R-D.com. Mickey's mustard. Join the Celebration Nation. Never miss another national day. From National Pretzel Day to Junk Food Day, be notified about contests, coupons, and prize opportunities. NationalDayCalendar.com. Never miss a reason to celebrate every day. Waterfowl, turkey, deer, ToxicCalls.com offers all of the various styles of calls needed to take your hunt to the next level when you create quite simply the most real sound yet. American made to boot. Order today. ToxicCalls.com. Welcome back to this final bend in the road. I am Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Thanks for sticking with us. We are going to head to the field right now where Sean Ayer is in Northwest Pacific. He's with Toxic Calls. Sean, what do you have going on? Kind of a slow start to my morning, so I figured I'd call and give an update. We are getting close to uh, fall salmon season, so we're getting a couple of things done, getting ready to go out and do some uh, some fall fishing here on the Columbia River and uh you know as always we're looking forward to duck season we're getting uh we're getting closer i know we've got some uh some places that got some early goose seasons opening up so guys are really starting to get uh get thinking about goose season so the call shop is is uh is busy um we've been hot we've got another week of hot coming so we're we're doing our best to keep cows cool and then make sure that they've got good feed on and plenty of water but uh definitely thinking about fishing so hopefully here in the next couple of weeks you'll see some 
do some salmon posts for me on the old Instagram account, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing everybody outdoors. I appreciate uh, Beck and the band and the ability to call in and give these updates, and talk to everybody later. Thank you much. Thanks again, Sean, and we sure do appreciate hearing from you, too. I've done hiking in the Pacific Northwest, but never any hunting. Beautiful terrain, that is one thing I can say. Remember, if you have a field update of your own to share, reach out to us here at The Bend anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. Again, that's 305-900-2363. What you won't learn about your significant other, you've been hiking in the Pacific Northwest? You didn't know this? I had no idea that you were. When did you go hiking? Well, you remember how my uh, you've met my cousin, Christy. Mm -hmm. She lives in Washington. Mm -hmm. I've gone out to visit Christy a couple of times over the years. I, I guess maybe I didn't tell you that. I went hiking I didn't when know I go that visiting Christy. <laughs> maybe and the I next time you go, go to hiking. visit Christy, maybe you should take me with. I'll hang out with Sean. Tigger, what would you do? It makes me nervous when you say something like that. Every time. A family recently enjoying a beach day in the Mexican state of Baja, California, sir. Well, they were frightened when a massive elephant seal decided to also have a beach day. But they're they're kind of gentle, aren't they? Aren't they the ones in SeaWorld that they teach tricks to? Well, I don't think they're they're teaching elephant seals tricks, Maybe but <laughs> they are they are yes training seals to do certain things. I think those are sea lions, is what you're thinking oh, of. <laughs> I'm not up on my aquatic. No. Well, no one was hurt in this occurrence. The video footage does show, however, the woman screaming at the approaching elephant seal while her young son stood. Brave and stoic as the approaching elephant seal decided to also find a resting place for a nice siesta. The impending doom, I think, is what they were thinking. Right <laughs> well, anyway, just a little bit more information on these northern elephant seals. Yes, Tigger, they are huge. I went and looked into You're it sure a little bit. They're not the ones they train at. I'm pretty sea sure. SeaWorld. I'm pretty those sure those lions. are sea lions. Oh, okay. I've, I've, been, I've, I've been to SeaWorld, and they were always sea of lions. Of course you have <laughs> been to SeaWorld, too. These elephant seals, they can get upwards to 5,000 pounds. You just, okay, the look on Tigger's face is hilarious. <laughs> okay, maybe those aren't the ones in SeaWorld. No, I, th- I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be belly flopping into anything at SeaWorld. <laughs> They're also known for their chasing prey and how they chase prey. And that is that they can dive 2,500 feet down after their prey. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine something that's 5,000 pounds, then diving 2,500 feet after you? I don't know where you get you? this stuff every week. And if you're wondering what elephant seals typically feast upon, they usually feed on squid and fish. And this includes sharks and stingrays. Tip for you all as you're going through your harvesting of all your veggies, bringing home your treats from the farmer's market. A lot of times you end up with a lot of zucchini, a lot of cucumbers, <laughs> of carrots, tomatoes, all of that fun stuff. And you're going, now what do I do with it? I can only eat so much salad, Put right? Put it in the neighbor's car. <laughs> Well, here's a quick idea. You know, make your own homemade pasta salads. And it's super easy. Just boil up a 
a cup of pasta that you like. But here's the key. Ahead of time, say an hour or two before time, go and cut up and slice up your cucumbers and your zucchini and throw them in some vinegar with a little bit of sugar and let it sit in the fridge with for one sugar. to two hours. Yes. And it'll kind of, it won't truly pickle them, but it'll give it a little different taste to it. Then drain it all off and mix it in with your carrots, your tomatoes, all that nicely diced and put your favorite zesty Italian dressing and you have a salad to go. Folks, if you have a field update, a topic we should investigate, a different recipe or a tip of your own or a tale to share, send it this way. Call text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or email us at any time at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, we're everywhere. Facebook and Instagram. Follow us at The Bend Show. Thank you to my producer, sound engineer, co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart, and to Travis Teal, guide and outfitter at Buckstorm. Be sure to follow them on season four on YouTube and subscribe to Buckstorm. And to our Field Bend staffer, Sean Ayer from the Pacific Northwest, thank you for the update. Goose, waterfowl, and turkey hunting is ramping up. Check out ToxicCalls.com to get your orders in time. As you all keep making those memories, be sure to keep sending us in those pictures by email and always tagging at The Ben Show on social media. We love hearing and sharing your life with you, whether you're on or off the trail, in the tractor seat, or tackling the next chapter from a new outdoors hobby to ranching to hunting, or just trying to make it through the week. We want to see it all. We want to see and hear those memorable moments. If you missed most of this episode, part of this episode, or past episodes, find all our shows on the website, thebendshow.com. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Booking events now, change things up, and have Tigger and Beck help you with your event. From MCs to entertainment to acting as a host couple, let us make your gathering extra special. From ranching to rodeo, cattle, hunting, fishing, camping, and so much more, we've got tales and things to share. Thank you to our partners, Detali Outdoors, Sasquatch Survival Gear, Buckstorm, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, ToxicCalls.com, Wobble Creek Outfitters, Atlas Tracks, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. Remember to keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch back if you can next week on The Bend. The Bend.